Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Monday night football preview right here on the Ring of Gambling Show. Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzemski, little extra pep in my step today, Raheem, after two or three. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six touchdowns. Dude, I'm still riding that high from yesterday. What's happening, baby? Oh, yeah, I'm riding that high as well. You know, obviously, I was on the Miami Dolphins. So for him to throw six touchdowns, 469 passing yards, and I mean, and Jalen Waddle, I mean, Tyreek, I mean, they just, I mean, they were just so fast. It, it was just amazing to see Tua come out like that and get the cover for me. Obviously, I didn't have the best day. I mean, I went two and two on my best bets. Um, we're pending a, a Monday night play tonight. So hopefully we can get a winning week. But, you know, for me, I was blessed to have some live bets, you know, like I um, I had some bets on, on both New York teams. I, I saw you got first. on board with New York, New York. We love to see that. Um, I had the Giants yesterday. You knew I had the Giants, but that jet game, I mean, you want to talk about an old timer. When did you, yeah. you mentioned a live bet. When did you get in on the Jets? Curiously. I think the Jets were down 17 to 14, and I just saw the way that they were hanging around. I said, give me the Jets. I, I, I'm like, and what did you get that number at, if you don't mind me asking? So I got it at plus 180, which wasn't the best number. You know, a lot of times when you're trying to live bet at the table, like the number will move on you. So I think it was plus 250. And as I started to bet, the Jets started to drive the score, and then they moved to the 180. I was just so mad, like because it was just like I wanted the plus 250, but I mean, I felt comfortable at plus 180 because it felt like the the, the Browns were just letting the Jets hang around, and their offense is really not built to cover big spreads. So to me, like I, I just felt like it was a good play, and it ended up working. But out. you ended up getting the perfect storm with Chubb scoring a touchdown when he should have taken the knee. Then the Browns just not deciding to guard Corey Davis. He gets a 70-yard touchdown. 
onside kick, then another touchdown. So, Raheem, it may not have been your banner Sunday, but yeah. considering that you were on the Dolphins and you got that cover, and considering you live bet the Jets and got that cover, hey, bro, I think you take it. Yeah, I'll definitely take it. I mean, like, you can't complain. And also, the Cowboys won. I mean, the Cowboys have I, and given I had me them, some. You know, Raheem, my Sunday 4 o'clock wagering slate, I didn't have any games fired in. I said, you know what? I'm getting it on the Niners, and I'm getting it on the Cowboys. And I- I'm sitting there watching those games. I'm like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I knew about 10 minutes into the game, there's no chance in hell the Bengals are covering seven because they can't block the Dallas Cowboys. And Joe Burrow's not going to survive this season, quite frankly, if the offensive line continues like that. Real quick before we get to Monday night, my favorite lean of the week was the Patriots because I I I just saw that line. I saw one and a half. I said, this line stinks, makes no sense. Hopped on it. That was a winner. My biggest regret, though, and where I couldn't have been more wrong, Raheem, the under and the Dolphin Raven game. Oh, boy, bro. That's when you are back. That's when you are back. You know, I wasn't even going, like, that was so bad that, like, it literally was over, like, at the opening kickoff, when uh, yeah, when takes it for a kickoff return, you know, it just was it was completely over. But I mean, I think my biggest regret had, I mean, other than that, had to be the Washington Commanders. I mean, look, this this Commanders team they couldn't block. I mean, the defense is just is just bad. And then you you saw the Lions. The Lions were really impressive. Like it looks like the Lions are going to have a top tier offense this year. So I might've, I might've underrated that team. I mean, I, I bet on them for, I bet against them for the second week straight and it, it did me dirty. So uh, I definitely regretted that one. Okay. My friend, now we have a Monday night, double dip. I love a double dip. Both games to me are pretty juicy. And I think, you know, where I stand with game one, the Tennessee Titans, 10 point on the dog going into Buffalo. And I think the consensus around most people, gambling folk, whatever NFL spear you live in, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. They're coming off a dominant opening week performance against the Los Angeles Rams. But Raheem, the reason I'm on the Tennessee Titans, this line I think is just out of whack. Opened at seven and a half. I think it's an overreaction to Tennessee losing a terrible game to the Giants last week. And I know Buffalo is great. I know Josh Allen's great. I know the crowd is going to be rocking, but I'm going to get Tennessee. Mike Vrabel, his trends as an underdog are terrific. Then you throw in the fact that Tennessee beat the Buffalo Bills each of the last two years. Dude, I'm sorry. I can't pass up 10 points in this spot. I can't do it. I mean, look, you mentioned Mike Rabel's trends. He's 18 and 11 um, against the spread as an underdog. And when you move that to... Games where the spread is three or more, he's 15 and six. Uh, I mean, look, you mentioned the fact that the Tennessee Titans have beaten this team. And look, it's it's a good matchup for the Titans because the Bills are built to stop to pass and to stop the pass. And the Titans run the ball. I think the one issue that you could have is that is Derrick Henry the same guy? Is he Larry Holmes status? Because I mean, when you look at what he's done since last season, he's only averaging 2.5 yards per carry in his last 100 carries. So if Derrick Henry's not the same guy and the Titans are continually force feeding it to him on early downs, this could get ugly. You know, um, so that's my only concern. But I do think the value is on the Titans. I, I just I just think it's way too many points. And then the Titans team had dominated this Bills team over the last couple of years. Obviously, you had that weird COVID game. I think they won 42 to 16. And then you had last year, 
in a game where the Bills probably should have won, but Josh Allen, you know, he slips on the the fourth down and inches play. Um, the Titans end up winning 34-31. But if, I mean, if the Titans, I mean, if Derrick Henry's the same guy, they have a chance to win this game outright. If not, uh, this is a this is a rough one. Don't you get the sense game script is everything in this game? Meaning Tennessee, in order to cover this number, you cannot have a situation where they're falling behind like 17 to nothing in this game. Because if they do and they become one-dimensional, then this game has 38-14 written all over it. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, but I mean, look, one thing I will say is that that Titans defense played really well against the Giants in the first half. Especially in the first half. I mean, the first half, the Giants did nothing in that game. And you think about it, Tennessee in that Giant game did everything in their power to give the Giants the game, uh, whether it was the clock management at the end, uh, whether it was some of the play calls they're running end of rounds on like third and one when they have Derrick Henry. That's the sort of stuff that I look at, Raheem, and I say, man, you clean it up, you're right there. And losing to the Giants doesn't maybe look as bad as it did two weeks ago. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. And then, you know, one thing I will say is when you dig into Buffalo's metrics, like honestly, week one, they weren't as good as it appeared to be. Like, <laughs> so it's just like, I think that's the one thing that kind of stood out to me is that the bills are like totally being overvalued. Like, so it's just, I definitely think there's, there's some value on the Titans here. I probably won't be playing it, but I think this is Titans or pass. Okay. Total. It has moved quite a bit. Is that the end result you think Raheem of the weather? And maybe a potential sloppy. See, I think if you get a sloppy day in Buffalo where we're dealing with some rain, that's advantage to the Tennessee Titans. Is it not? I mean, if you're looking for a way to slow down the Buffalo Bills, you want some rain in the forecast today in this game. That's what I would think. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, Although right now it's looking like it's going to be clear. I know that there was some potential for rain. I'm looking at that. I love that now for totals. I had turned into a weatherman, and I'm basically looking at hour-by-hour <laughs> hour radar in Buffalo to see what the forecast is looking like. It's raining there now, but it does look like it's going to be clearing around high 60s, low 70s. So yeah. maybe that's – but total went from – look at this, Raheem. It went from 51 to 47 and a half. I mean, look, when you have a team like the Titans who tends to run the most on early downs, I think that's what you tend to get. And, I mean, I think a lot of people dug into those 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 metrics week one – with the Bills, and it wasn't as it wasn't as dominant as as, as it appeared to be on the surface. So I, I think the Titans defense they can kind of slow this team down a little bit. And I mean, I think you have a lower scoring game. So I can see why it came down a bit. You know, Raheem, I almost think in many ways, if you like the Titans in this game, you like the under in this game. Is, is yeah. that is that fair to say? Like they kind of correlate? Yeah, they definitely, I mean, definitely correlate. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's just like it's really on the defense and on the run game to keep them in this game and give them a chance. So I'm betting against Josh Allen for the second week in a row. We'll see how that ends up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with it. I'm sticking with it. That was my lean earlier in the week. Uh, we're not jumping off that ship now. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. 
There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Raheem, game two, this is your opportunity to sell me on a play because I have to be honest. Right now, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, I know I'm going to bet this game. It's a night game. It's a standalone game. It's not going to be a uh, strong unit play for me. Be that as it may, Minnesota Phillies a fun game. I know yeah. you're a Cowboy guy, but you have been very bullish on the Eagles so far this year. You did mention Minnesota was a potential lean. You did say you have a potential play. I get the sense Minnesota is the play. The floor is yours. Why the Vikings? Okay, so I'll start this off by saying that I'm going against all the sharp money in the market right now. The the sharps are all on Philadelphia. They're all on Philadelphia. And why do you think that's the case, Raheem? Okay, so I think, I mean, when you look at this matchup, one of the things you'll see is that the Vikings, they they really kind of struggle to stop the run. Uh, I mean, the, the Packers, I mean, they held the Packers to seven points, but... At the end of the day, it's just like Aaron Jones and, I mean, the Green Bay Packers rush, rushing game, they kind of got whatever they wanted last week. So what's the strength of the Eagles? They run the ball. But to me, I'm not impressed with this Eagles defense. And I think that's what I really want to fade. And it's just, look, to me, you bring in a new head coach, and Kevin O'Connor. You get rid of Mike Zimmer. I just think this is a different this is a different Minnesota Vikings team. And the Eagles secondary has some holes. So to me, if you're telling me I can take the team with the better passing game or the team with the better running game, I want to take the team with the better passing game. I think Justin Jefferson last week, he's been uh, he's proved to be unstoppable. Um, and then when you look at the fact that the Eagles, they gave up 144 yards and 9.6 yards per carry to DeAndre Swift, and you got to deal with Dalvin Cook, and then you got to deal with Justin Jefferson and Allen Thielen. To me, I just think this is this is the spot to take the Vikings. I know that the market kind of disagrees with me because it's, it's all sharp money on the Eagles. It's, I mean, this is the Eagles' home opener. And then, obviously, you have the Kirk Cousins effect of how he performs on Monday night. That's my biggest concern with the Vikings in this game, Raheem. And I like the matchup for Minnesota from a standpoint of I don't believe in the Eagles' secondary. I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen can go and have a field day in this particular matchup, but I just keep coming back to all of the PTSD I have surrounding Kirk Cousins in primetime games. Now, if you're looking for a positive, bro, Kirk Cousins won his last primetime game, taking the last on two. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the game against your pathetic Cowboys was a disgrace last year, and I remember, Raheem, if you remember the Cooper Rush game last season, Um, I locked in Minnesota earlier in the week. They rule out Dak Prescott. I'm like, great. I got the Vikings basically a pick them. All they got to do is win. They go and lose that game. And I remember screaming. I'm banging the table. I said, I am not betting this guy in prime time ever again. Well, I bet him in that Steeler game and he ended up taking care of business. Maybe, bro, the worm is about to turn. But that's the only hesitation I have for the Vikings because I endorse your pick. I really do. Yeah, I mean, to me, look, I mean, my biggest thing is how do you quantify that? And, you know, is that, like, is that based on what happened with Zimmer? Because I think with Kevin O'Connor. Or even his days in Washington with the uh, yeah. the, former, the artist formerly known as, you know what? Yeah, there's just so many variables that have changed 
that I just can't, I can't, like, I don't, I don't believe that, you know, this guy just stinks at this, like, at this point in time in prime time. Like, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, since he's been with the Bucks, he's struggling in prime time too. What did he do to the Dallas Cowboys last week? Well, he didn't light the world on fire, but he wanted to cover the number, which is all that matters if you're placing a bet. Yeah, so it's just like, I mean, it's like sometimes you just kind of got to go with your read. And it, like, I think when it comes to these trends, you have these kind of, these random blips that, you know, they say in, in statistics, um, correlation is not cause, causation. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know if primetime is causing this guy to play poorly or just, you know, you random variant. So I'm rolling with it. I'm going against the Sharps. Um, I hate to go against, you know, the sh- the rest of the market, but I have a read here and I just, I just think the, the Vikings get it done. I'm going to ride with you. And I'm going to ride with you because, number one, our guy, the podfather, went with his underdog parlay, and he finally gave my guy some two or some love. So I'll root for, I will root for his underdog parlay. I know it's one of your contest picks. And I also see that number at two and a half, and they're not budging it off two and a half, which to me is telling. I don't know. Even with all that sharp money coming in on the Eagles, they are very, very content keeping that number right where it's at at two and a half. So Raheem, I'll make it a family play, bro. I'll ride the Vikings with you at plus two and a half. I feel better about Tennessee, but take that for what it's worth. Total in this game tonight. I actually think there's value in the under here. Am I crazy? You are not crazy. I mean, this 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 total It's getting got juiced bet. up too much, man. 47 and a half to 49 and a half. It's getting way too much love. You know, it's so crazy. This actually got bet up to 51 and a half. Like, wow. So it's just like, yeah. Wow. I think How about that? There's different sharp groups warring on this total because, I mean, obviously you saw how much the Eagles struggle on defense last week. I think people are expecting some defensive regression from the from the Vikings. And you saw that get bet up from 47 to 51, and now it's bet down to 49. 49 is a key number in NFL totals. So, I mean, I don't think if you're you're betting the under, I don't think you want to bet it below that if it if it tends to drop. But um this is a tough one. This this is a real tough one. Raheem, hopefully it is a profitable Monday night for the two of us. I will be riding with you, Minnesota play. Uh, I, I I wish these games were staggered, to be honest with you, dude. I, I, I'm yeah. going to feel like it's a Sunday, dude, when I got two games going on at the same time tonight. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm not really feeling it at all either. And then also, I think we need to continue the the, the two games on Monday night trend. I mean, we have oh, yes. seven, yes. seven yes. we have seven, eight games at 1 p.m. and you're trying to watch all the different screens, and then you have four get you have three, four games at 4 p.m. Just do a double header every Monday night. Yes. And, and maybe Raheem, the visionaries over at ESPN ABC will listen to us and uh you know, our guy, the pod father has some say over there. So maybe uh, he could pull a couple of strings. He could put us in executive consultant positions and we give <laughs> the people what they want, which is double dips on Monday night. So go up to your Vikings. I'll be praying for the Titans. Uh, if it's 42-10, folks, sorry. What do you want from me? Maybe I'll stop. I promise you this, Raheem. If the Bills win this game by 30 plus points, I will not pick against them next week. I will stay off the game. Fair enough? <sighs> You gonna do that with your Dolphins? I mean, I'm no. not. I'm not. I'm not touching that game next week. I'm telling you right now. Spoiler alert for East Coast bias tomorrow. That even though I bet them the first two weeks, even though they were good to me the first two weeks, I am not betting them against the Buffalo Bills with the history, dude. If I they can't win do it. forty, if they win forty-two ten, there's gonna be some value on the Dolphins next week. That we'll line talk. is already it's already up to five. Wow. If they win forty-two two. Yeah, if they win forty-two ten. There's gonna be some value on the Dolphins next week. Raheem. 
Same time, <laughs> same place tomorrow, my man. East Coast bias. And I can tell you this. I have one bet that I fired already for week three. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll let you put that genius brain of yours to work. And then you mm. can come back at me tomorrow and say, well, what did JJ bet for week three already? So think on that. I'm, okay? ex- I'm excited. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Great job by Raheem Palmer. Good work by our buddy Mike Wargon stepping up. We will be back tomorrow. Raheem and I with the legend Joe House. The East Coast Bias Boys. We've been hot the first couple of weeks. We'll try to keep that going. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Be good, everybody. <laughs>